Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer one of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. 
That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. I'm Mike Vardy, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with the one and only David Sparks. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. It's me, Mike Vardy, and we're going back in time, nearly 10 years, in fact, for this conversation. It's my conversation with my good friend, David Sparks. He runs MaxSparky.com. I've known David for a long time. Like, obviously, this episode is almost 10 years old. I've known him longer than that. We actually talk quite regularly, once a week, and uh, it's just really cool to have him on the show again, even just revisiting this conversation to see how far things have progressed in the last nine years since we spoke on this podcast. I really need to get back on the show for an up-to-date conversation, but in the meantime, you'll have to make do with this one. By the way, since this episode aired, David has gone on his own. He's no longer practicing law and now runs Max Sparky full-time. So you'll get to kind of hear the old David, for lack of a better term, and hopefully in the not-too-distant future, the new David, you know, or the different David, as we all change as time progresses. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation from September of 2014 with David Sparks. Enjoy. All right, I'd like to welcome David Sparks, Mac Sparky, to the podcast. David, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. It's been, it's, how long has it been since we talked? Uh, it's been, I mean, the last time I saw you was at Macworld, like a year, over a year ago. It was no, it wasn't, it wasn't it this year? Didn't you go this year? No, I didn't go this year. I saw you then at um, the World Domination Summit last, yeah, year, last year, last summer. Yep, yep, that, that's true. That was the last time we saw each other. But uh, no, Portland's a great city. And, and speaking of great, your, 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 the most recent episode of, your, of Mac Power Users was, was awesome because it was task management, right? So Yeah, it yeah. Was, that uh, was a tough one, really, because there's so many different ways to do it. The last time we covered that topic was 2009. And the whole landscape has changed since then. And we've got a lot of really positive and, and some negative feedback on it because every, there's so many different pet systems for task management and there's no way to cover it all in an hour and a half. Well, it's, it, it was interesting because I, I found this week, I finally got mentioned on Reddit for the first time, which I guess is a badge of honor, but it was not exactly the way I was hoping to get mentioned, is that the, there was a comment about, all the productivity and task management apps and how come they're all Mac centric. And, and they said, you know, on Mike Vardy's podcast, all he talks about is the Mac stuff, which I don't do as much. Um, you would be doing that because it's Mac power users. Yeah. But do you find that like uh, that people are getting, there's so many things out there now that people are like, there's, there's a severe backlash against productivity apps in general. Are you finding that? Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of options. I know that on the Mac, like as like around circa 2007 to 2008 or 9 it was a wasteland mm -hmm. there was just nothing good for task management and there was all these you know the whole thing with you know turning omni outliner into a task manager was because there wasn't anything better and King, now kinkless gtd right yeah yeah and now there's just so much great stuff i mean and that was the point I tried to make in the show, um, is that I think it depends on your needs. I mean, you can get by with very little if if you can pull it off. Right. And, and when we did the OmniFocus uh, setup, 
I know that I was called out for switching from app to app to app and testing them out. I mean, and and one of the things, and obviously I'm, I'm I still I still have OmniFocus too. I'm using um, something different because I do a lot of collaborative work now. Which again, like you said, it, it's depending on the needs of the the needs of the user, and it's nice to have this embarrassment of riches now. And I think no matter what platform you're on, really, yeah, that's true. Although I I think, um, and this is something that that I say too often probably on our show is that, you know, the real benefit of being on the Mac platform is the Mac developers. Mm -hmm. And there's this, there's these great, I mean, we just did a show with Guy English who needed a really great app to, to annotate images. So he wrote napkin and it's like an amazing application. And that's just another example of, of these guys and gals on the Mac making amazing applications. And I just don't see that on the other platforms. And once extensibility comes into play with iOS 8? Like, it's not amazing. It, I mean, it's like, it's coming in, it's like we're all about to hit the lotto, and most people don't even realize they have a ticket in their hand. No, exactly. It's so, um, and I mean, I'm still on the 4S, because, uh, you know, in Canada, we had those three-year contracts that finally got dipped to two. So I'm actually going to be able to upgrade now, finally, because my contract's done. And I can't wait, because, I mean, my 4S still runs fine. But it when I, a newer, snappier iPhone will handle all of the the workflow needs that I'm gonna that I'm gonna need to to take full advantage of. And this, I mean, I'm seeing now with an app like like use Dispatch. Let's I want to talk about, a bit about Dispatch. That email app, it couldn't have existed just like drafts or anything. Couldn't have existed, you know, even three years ago, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and no one would thought, no one would have thought to. I mean, we knew that we know email is a problem, you know, in terms of task management in a lot of ways. People spend too much time in there and they don't actually move, you know, they use their email app as a, as a task manager, which, you know, unless you're really, really disciplined, won't work. And then you've got these ones that are coming along like, you know, Boxer, Mailbox, Dispatch, uh, Triage, and it's changed the game in, in such a great way. Did you see Dispatch now prints to PDF? Yep. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Crazy. When are they going to make an iPad app for Dispatch? I don't know. I mean, I'm lucky that, that I've got the Mini. So when I blow it up, and I like the fact it blows it up automatically now. You don't have to press the two-time thing. It just opens it up as the as the large version. It doesn't bother me as much, but I think that it's got to be, I mean, Clean Shaven's got to have it on the horizon because it's just, it's a killer, killer app. And um, I mean, now with the additional, I mean, what they've got, they've got the cab app in there now. Like you can call a cat, you can, you can send yeah. directions. To the, like it's just in, insane what you can do. And then drafts again. I just finally got editorial, by the way, on my iPad. I don't know why yeah. I waited so long. I don't know. I have no idea why I waited so long. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy awesome. But that's the thing is there's so many apps that you can use. And then they work in conjunction with one another that are, that's going to make your workflow experience. Um, that much smoother, right? Well, the, yeah, and the difference is right now to make all that stuff work, you've got to be kind of a, a scientist mm -hmm. about it and plug things together. Whereas with what's coming with iOS 8, it's going to just magically happen. And the smarter developers are already, you know, building these hooks in. So you're going to be able to use, a, you know, function from application one throughout the operating system and then you think about special keyboards and, it's, uh, you know, I, I, the, the story about iOS 
eight is going to be the apps that come out on day one and day 10. And, you know, in that period, it's, it's going to be like a new gold rush in some ways. It's, it's, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I think it's going to cost me a bunch of money. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think it's going to cost all of us a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, can you give like a Cliff's Notes version of how you am, are able to balance family, your, you know, your law and, you know, doing the awesome stuff you do with, you know, iBooks and all the other stuff you're working on. Like, how do you, how do you make that all jive? I, I don't have a cloning machine, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, it, some of it is, is not as sexy as you think it would be. Um, um, so when they hear he's a lawyer, they're like, Oh, he's a lawyer. So they think, you know, every lawyer works 80 hour weeks and I don't. I mean, very early in my career, I, I clerked for a federal judge. So I had, um, well, I externed for a federal judge. I guess you got to use the right term. But I had a lot of opportunities for big firms that paid lots of money and wanted you to work lots of hours. And I just, I grew up very blue collar. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need that stuff. So uh, I wanted to be around with my kids. So uh, I have always worked in these small firms where, we kind of set our own clock and, you know, I drive a Ford, not a Mercedes, you know, I don't mm. make the big bucks at the day job, but, but that gives me enough time. And I'm not saying I, I, I work full time, but I don't work crazy hours like some lawyers do. Right. So that's right. one of my secrets. Um, another of my secrets is my kids are much older now. Um, you know, the, my youngest is 12, my oldest is 17 and we spend a lot of time together. But when you have little kids, it is all consuming. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way I could be doing this stuff if my kids were, you know, two and, and seven instead of 12 and 17. And so I have a little bit more time that way. Um, uh, I really love all this Max Parkey stuff I do. I mean, it, it really, it, you know, I get an endorsement from it. I, I just love doing it. I love making friends like you, Mike. And I, and I love making stuff that people will enjoy. And I love hearing from people that kind of their lives get a little bit better because something I did, I mean, what's the, that's the ultimate high. So, mm -hmm. you know, I get that from it and, and I plod and I pick away. I mean, I, I, I think some people think this is a shtick that I do, but it's not. I mean, I've never been, you know, particularly smart. It's legendary in my family, how hard it was to teach me to read. And, um, but I've always been a hard worker and, you know, I, I pick something and I just, you know, bite the elephant every day and hopefully I consume it at some point. And that's how I do it. So, so it's just, you know, picking away at things and being kind of the right point in my life that I can have time to do these things. It all kind of combines together. And then I use all kinds of weird hacks like using drafts and dictating and like I'm working on my next field guide now. And I realized that. I hadn't written anything on it in two weeks. So all week this week, I've been driving back and forth to work. It's a half hour commute rather than listening to podcasting. I've been dictating uh, the next book. And, you know, I just look tonight. I've got 5,000 words in this week, which is feels a lot better. It feels like I'm making progress again. And I just stole some time um, in my commute. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. 
Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food. It's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? It's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because Crash Plan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast. So take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. 
From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store and even when you're pinching yourself because yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout, oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, Grow with Shopify, and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? Is that a lot of people, and, and I guess the other thing is you put out a lot of stuff, but the, like when you put out a field guide or something like that, clearly uh, there's, you know, there's a launch and all that stuff. So uh, that old adage of there's nothing, you know, everything is new on the internet. You know, <laughs> so, so it, the, the appearances could be that, yeah, you're working on these things on an ongoing basis, but people see it coming out consistently like, wow, how is he doing? Well, you're, you're planning it over months and months and months. It's not something that, you know, you just go to, you know, get up and, and knock it out in a week. Right. Yeah. In fact, because I'm, I've, I've got all these different things taking my attention, nothing gets done that quickly. Right. It always is a March. So, so, um, your kids are five years apart. My kids are yeah. five years apart. Only mine are <laughs> four and nine. So, yeah. uh, what what should I do? Should I just stop because they're because <laughs> they're they're still so young? Or the one thing that works for me is that Colton's finally realizing that the door knocker. Like when I have like I've a I've taken uh, when I was at a hotel. There's one that the, like the door knocker that says you know do not disturb or whatever. I put that on the door, and yeah. he recognizes that that means no one can you know daddy can't uh, I can't be disturbing daddy. Although he's probably the only four year old on the planet that knows what a podcast is. Because he's like, Daddy's doing his podcast. We can't be loud right now. It's quite, it's well, quite, it's quite hilarious. Well, it's you know, and, but those days are precious, and they will be over before you know it. So just make sure you make enough time. I just, it's always a challenge. I just, um, every year I speak in Chicago at the American Bar Association, and um, it's very prestigious to be on that faculty. And there's a bunch of people there that I, I really adore, who are just really smart, clever nerds and lawyers and. It's the nicest group of lawyers I spend time with every year, and I always look forward to it. And then um, I had promised my 12-year-old that she has a thing for school, and I had promised her, like at the end of last year, that I would do it. And I found out today that I should have realized earlier, but I, I realized today that, that that promise falls right smack in the middle of the Chicago conference. Ugh. So, um, so I, you know, I... I called the Chicago people and I said, I'm really sorry. I just can't go this year. And I told them, it's, you know, I promised something to my daughter and, you know, if I'm going to be, I don't want to get you a, a, a tag. If I'm going to be a, you know what, 
to mm. somebody, it's going to be to you guys yeah. over her, you know. And uh, but that's just always a challenge. Well, yeah, and, and I think that the the thing is, is I I have the fortunate uh, ability to work from home, so I see my son, like my son and my 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 wife and daughter have gone away for the next three days. They've gone up Island to a little beachside resort because school, they got, basically school ended two weeks early here in June because of a teacher strike. So I lost two weeks of, of, of work because of it to a certain extent. So my yeah. wife said, Hey, I'm going to take the kids up. You go ahead and, and do some work here for three days. And in my, my mind, I'm like, I wanted to go. Because they're going to really cool, you know, they're going to be sitting on yeah. the edge of the Pacific Ocean. But I, I knew that, I, that this was important. Um, my daughter and I uh, were going to probably go to San Francisco together for the Dad Summit in in, uh, in January because she's always wanted to go to San Francisco. And I said to my wife, well, what if I bring the kids and, and you know, you stay home and you get the, that time? And she's like, you want to take the kids to San Francisco? Feel free. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that it's all about. I think those tools, and I think this is, I mean, you talk about this, you know, regularly, even without saying it, is that these tools um, allow us to ha make those choices. They allow us to say, okay, they make those choices easier, I guess, to, to a certain yeah. extent, right? Yeah. I mean, the the argument, uh, every, like every six or, you know, 12 months on the internet, somebody writes the argument how things like, uh, you know, extensive task management like GTD or OmniFocus or whatever the flavor is um, actually prevent you from doing creative work. And there's always somebody that's got their their story about yeah. how they got into one of these systems and they never got anything done and then they dumped the systems and now they're so productive. And I, I don't agree with that. I think that... I don't even it, buy it. I don't buy it. I think that the, it's, it's, it's fleeting. But sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. No, I agree. I think having systems and tools allow you to make time to be creative. And, uh, well, you that, know, it, that John Cleese talk, right? You need time and space to be, to, to make great things happen. Like you can't, and the only way you can create time and space is by having a framework or a foundation that allows that, right? You can't just expect it to show up. Yeah. Well, we talked about that on the task management show mm -hmm. that just went up last week because I get, weekly emails from people saying, Hey, you know what? Cause I, you know, OmniFocus for however it happened, I mean, they're a sponsor of our show, but long before that I was kind of an advocate of the product because I just think it's so useful. But I get emails from people saying, well, you know, I look in my task manager and it's just so full. I can't get anything done every day. I wake up and spend two hours getting it organized. And and the point I have to write back to them, in fact, I, I wrote a, a blog post called, um, I think, Task Management Insanity was mm -hmm. the name of the post. And I say, you can't. You're right. If you've got that many tasks, you're never going to get anything done. I think that the trouble that a lot of people have is once they get these automation tools, they don't appreciate, you know, the commitment. And the obligation that comes with everything you write into a task manager. No, they, they figure that the, the tool does the work for them. Yeah, and it's really hard. Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard because you wrote something down in there and you said maybe you, you interpret that as a promise you made to yourself that you would, you know, that you would go to France. But all of a sudden you realize I don't have time to go to France. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's Patrick Roan and, and Schechter and I had a great conversation on, on, on workflowing about, uh, you know, when I was talking about don't just ship deliver, because I think just like inbox zero, uh, that that's been kind of bastardized by, uh, you know, the Seth Godinism of just ship it has been totally taken out of context. And now people are just figuring that if they throw things out there, then they've shipped it. It doesn't matter how good it is. And you're, you're an example of somebody who does not just you you put stuff out there, but you deliver it. You 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 put a lot of attention and detail into it. You just don't throw spaghetti on a wall and see what sticks. But Patrick was talking about how he's starting to use his calendar as, in in no uncertain terms, as kind of the task management component because basically uh, everything that unless it's put into a, a a time slot, it's just a wish. And I don't know how do you feel about that because you and I I think. I mean, I come from that school of the only things that go on in a calendar are the things that the agreements you either make with others or with yourself. Uh, I think that if you start to throw everything on your calendar, then it, then nothing stands out on your calendar. Yeah, it's it's always kind of hilarious when you see someone who has calendared every minute of their day, and I think it's an interesting exercise, you know, to go through if you want to calendar your commute and calendar your lunch break and your potty break and calendar. You know, the time you're going to spend gazing at your navel and all, you know, some people do that. And I, I'm curious to see whether they can stick to that. Uh, I know I can't because my my day often involves brush fires that need to be put out that right. I didn't know existed. Um, I can tell you that at the beginning of the week, and we kind of got started on this in the show last week, but I don't think I really verbalized it very well. But at, at the beginning of the week, quite often I will do the big rocks and look at my... Um, my tasks, my big tasks for the week, and I'll, I'll block out sections of time to do them. And for me, that's quite often early in the morning. And by by putting that on the calendar, it helps me, you know, kind of avoid the usual morning productivity porn that, right. you know, is RSS and posting to Max Barkey or whatever. It allows me to say, okay, I'm here. There's nobody going to be here for two hours. The office is my own. And now I can just really work without interruption and that feels pretty good. Right. Um, what do you think? And I don't remember if you, I don't think you covered this, at least uh, I, I don't remember you covering it. What do you think about these task management apps that are social? You know, the ones where it's, uh, it's almost like crowd, crowd, crowdsourced to a lack of it. You know what I mean? Where you get yeah. applause. Of the, what do you think about those? I, you know, I, I don't really buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's just like the, um, I have not kind of famously on our show. I've always, I've never really been a Facebook user. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, I, you know, a couple of years ago, I tried Facebook and then all of a sudden all these people from high school that I didn't, wasn't friends with them, wanted to be my friends. And it just was weird. And so just recently my wife got me to sign up again for Facebook because there's some family stuff that I was just missing. Right. And then slowly, then I would made friends with Gene McDonald. And then now, you know, all of a sudden, I've got all these hooks going into the Apple community uh, in Facebook. And I, it's kind of like this existential crisis. Mm. And at, then I, I, so I've been watching Facebook and it's not any of our Apple friends, but actually some, some old friends of mine. And I read their, I know them pretty well. And I read the Facebook post and then I, I know the person. I'm like, this is all BS. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not even that person. And and I feel like kind of the social task management could easily, you could easily fall into that trap. Right. It's like today I'm going to spend two hours working on a cure for cancer. 
when in fact you're going to be sitting on the couch with your hand in your, you know, in your belt and watching Doctor Who. Right, right. Eating Doritos. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Yeah, it, 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 it's Facebook's fascinating in that respect, too, because the other thing you see is you see people airing dirty laundry on there, too, which is like... You do know that that is not yours anymore as soon as you put it on there. It's, yeah, I, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, that, what, and, and Lyft. I mean, I, I like, uh, I like the concept of it. I like the habit building components that you see and stuff like that. But I'm also, I'm not a fan of the, 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 hey, I'm going to commit to this and the whole world will see it. And if I don't do it, then public shaming may, may, and um, public shame may be too strong a word, but that will keep me honest or that will keep me going. Um, do you use, first off, do you use any kind of habit building apps or, and secondly, um, do you feel the same way about like the kind of the crowd in those kind of apps? Yeah, well, I, I think that the whole social element of it um, you know, one, there's two sides of it. The one is shaming. Like I need mm -hmm. you guys to shame me. I need the, the threat of public humiliation in order to do something. And I have a problem with that. It, it feels kind of unhealthy to me. Mm -hmm. And then, then there's another side of it where people who do it just because they want to show off how great they are and how they're doing, you know, whatever it is. Right. Uh, and, Either way, I I just could never do it. I mean, I've I've had apps that play with it, mm -hmm. but but I I've just never been. I don't know. I just I just feel like I would be. I I don't want to put out there that I'm trying to floss my teeth twice a day. Right. It's just I don't feel like anybody cares, and if anybody does care, that's just weird. Well, and you're, so, and you're already being. I mean, <laughs> with that task management episode, you're like you know you're on that strange side of of you know like being. Uh, a little bit quirky with that too. So all of a sudden you start throwing that stuff out there and it's like, you, how, how often can you track this stuff? If you, if you're yeah. putting everything out there, then you're spending more time monitoring than doing right. Well, okay. So, so that's, that's the one side of it. the other side mm -hmm. of it is, is habit apps, I think are a great idea. I um, actually wrote an article about this from Macworld a year or two ago, and I have been using faithfully one called a habit list, yep. which, which has a really nice design. And I do, floss my teeth twice a day and mm -hmm. I do track that and I, you know, I have medication I take and I track that and I have, you know, meditation practice and I have these things and it honestly, because I'm a geek, the fact that I'm quantifying it sometimes is what I need to push myself through another day. Yep. Sometimes yep. I'll wake up and say, well, you know what, I'd rather just lay in bed and 
you know, watch something on my iPad. And I'm like, well, you know what, though? I've gone 32 straight days doing this habit. I'm going to get up and do it the 33rd day. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a self hack, but I would never imagine really sharing that stuff. No, that's, those are self, those are, those are self-contained. I use full, full is the one I use. And the reason I like it is because I get to see it. I get, you know, the words that I want to write per day. I get all that stuff, but it doesn't get shared to the, to the general public. It's, it's for me and me alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, I, I mean, I get it and I like the, I like the, some people need it. Some people need that stuff. It's just like, do you journal, you journal, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Do. You use day one for that. I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah, same here. I, I journal every day, and most people are like, "Why would you journal every day?" I'm like, it, "To me, it's why wouldn't you?" I was just reading somewhere. I don't know who. I, I just read recently someone who said if it was a, I think it was a Google talk where they were talking about um, they were teaching programming at some university. I think it was Stanford or something. And the teacher's assistant put a teddy bear outside his office door. And he said, before you come in to me with your programming question, you have to first fully explain the question to the teddy bear. And apparently it cut down the number of office visits by half. Wow. Because the, uh, you know, just the, 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 the process of stopping and verbalizing something that's on your mind, a lot of times you come up with your own solution. Right. So I think diarying works the same way. And then, and then, uh, then the comment they made during the talk was, you know, that would probably work for psychoanalysis too. If, if everybody talked to a teddy bear, they wouldn't need as many shrinks. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but no, the, um, I, but but I like the concept because yeah, I mean, I I will journal, and the the journaling is here's what happened today, and and, and the thing is, is some well, how how many times do you journal? How long is your entry? I'm like, I, I don't go that granular. It's like, I just need to make sure I do it every day, and. When I do it, it's like here's what here's what went right today. Here's what went wrong, and uh, if if any in, in that case, on both sides of the equation, and then uh, you know here's what here's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow, and you know good night journal. You know it's kind of like yeah, it's really to a certain degree it's therapeutic. Absolutely to, to get it out. And now, do you have intentions for your children or your wife or your great grandchildren to read it someday? I do. I See, do. I'm not sure. I do. I've never even you know I've well, I've told the I guess I have it there. Let's put it this way. It's there if they want. And I actually have a written journal that I occasionally write in as well. But the the day one journal, it's there. If they want to read it down the line, they can. I'm big on keepsakes. Like I've got my wife, we have a, a storage area above in our hallway closet. It looks like it's basically a... It looks like you could store a dead body in it. It's the, <laughs> and that's where all of my mementos of when I was doing comedy and all the like, you know, all the magazine. Like I keep all that crap. Uh, yeah. I think I got that from my mom. Um, my daughter is now doing it as well. Apparently, it took three hours to clean her room while I was away in Texas uh, because of it. Uh, but uh, so I mean, I I have. Let's put it this way. I haven't ruled it out, but it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting there going, you know, I need to, this, this, I better be conscious of what I write in case my kids read this someday. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't keep anything to a fault. Hmm. And, but, but I was thinking about that. I mean, I've, so I've been doing this diary now for a while and my thousands of people know about it because I talk about it on the podcast and other places, but my immediate family actually has no clue that I'm doing it and I don't have it password protected. So I guess uh, if they ever got into the computer, they could read it, but I've never actually 
told them about it. And I sometimes wonder that if I told them, oh, I'm going to make this great diary you can read someday, if it would change what I wrote in it. And I suspect it probably would. So I, I've kind of intellectually refused to even go there. See, I just – Yeah, I've never actually told them about it, I don't think. I think that, yeah. I think my wife, because she doesn't see – because it's, it's actually something that's in my task manager. Like, don't forget to write in your journal, right? Like, it's one of yeah. the repeating tasks. Um, and I don't think she really knows about it, uh, although – she does, she knows that the journal exists because the other day I was using Slogger for a while, right? But I got tired of seeing all the things that would show up in there that really weren't. Yeah, it's like, too much. It's too yeah. much. Yeah, I didn't I didn't need to know that my Instapaper queue was slow, <laughs> slowly growing and growing and growing. So yeah. I, I I removed it. Uh, but I looked and I've got almost a thousand entries in this thing already. And and I'm sitting and my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I'm just." killing some journal entries off that don't really like all these automated ones. And she kind of went, Oh, okay. Like it was very, <laughs> very innocuous. So I think yeah. that's how it's come up. And yeah, I mean, it's just like um, one password, right? Like she knows that there's, Oh, you know, which I guess is good. I mean, you've probably done the same thing, right? Where my wife knows that if something was to happen to me, one password, the one password thing is in a safety deposit box. She knows how she can get access to it. And, Boom! There's no trauma about okay. Look at all the thousand things that Mike's logged in for. I I, I need to get access to them. Yeah, we've the, got that yeah. set up too. Same thing with the day one journal, right? I mean, she she'll it'll it'll be in my will. You know, I've got a journal on day one. If you want to read it, go ahead. If you don't, you don't. But it's not going to be something that I I, I think, again for me. It's the journal's for me. The journal is for me to look. I mean, I look back at some of the stuff, and. uh it's pretty amazing, you know. I mean, you look back a couple of years, and 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 I think that that reflection is. I mean, you do the you do you review regularly. Like your weekly review is pretty granular. I would say that's that, at least that's my opinion of it. Yeah, um, it's 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 a daily review. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. Um, whereas mine is pretty traditional, but the the reflecting on even just in my journal, and I actually should probably put a task saying, hey, you know, every month go back and look at the journal because it's kind of like a monthly review to a certain extent, right? Here's a a trick. Um, When you finish a significant project, make a journal entry about that. Yeah, I should do that. And then maybe even a month later, after you finish a big project, go back and journal it with a little bit of time between you and completion. And you'll have a lot of insight on things right after you finish them and then after you had just a little bit more time that, that will be gone in a year. That's that's a good good suggestion. And you know what? I don't tag my entries very often, so those would be the ones I would tag. So I could just look at, at some point in time, just type in that tag and all those entries would show up over time. Yeah. That's a great suggestion. Um, David, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. This has been awesome. Where can people find you when you're not busy, you know, just doing everything? <laughs> Uh, if you go to maxsparky.com, you'll find just about everything. Um, if, you, if you're if you interested in the podcast, go to macpowerusers.com. They, they've got their own website there. But maxsparky.com has the books and the blog and, and all the other stuff. Cool. Well, thanks so much, David, for being on the show today. There you have it. A blast from the past. Again, I'm looking forward to getting David back on the show in the not-too-distant future. If you don't want to miss that episode, subscribe to the show. Hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the show. That way you don't miss a single episode of what's to come. And can also go through the archives and hear other gems like Gretchen Rubin's conversation with me, Chris Bailey, James Clear, so many more. So again, hit the subscribe button. Uh, by the way, if you want to check out the show notes related to this episode, just go to productivityist.com slash podcast 494. 
Simple, quick, easy way to do that. Another way to support the show besides subscribing to the show is to check out the sponsors that you heard during the conversation today. You can find them at productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors. When you check them out through that page, you let them know that we sent you there. That's it for this episode. I'll be back with a shiny new episode next week. Not from the vault, right from the modern times, right from present day or as close to present day as we can get. Until then, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.